Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Japan by River Cruise. I am one of your hosts, Bobby Judo. I'm calling in from Fukuoka. Hello, I'm Ollie Horn. I'm also one of your hosts, and I'm calling in this week as well from Kuala Lumpur. You're really enjoying that Kuala Lumpur. Uh, tonight, we're also going to be joined by the assistant director of the Bayan Khongor River Yacht Club and internationally touring stand-up comedian Matt Davis. Hi, Matt. Hello. I am also in, where are we? Kuala. Kuala I'm, yes. And uh, I understand that you are uh, half awake for this, which is, is pretty much par for the course for us. Good. I, I was hoping, I was trying to blend in. <laughs> great. So we've got a, another great episode for you tonight. Uh, if you've recently received a box full of beef fat, or if you're desperate to find out whether or not your female friends are willing to take a bath with you, then you're not going to want to miss this week's news stories. Plus, Ollie has your recommended river cruise for the week, right, Ollie? Yes, that's right, Bobby. This week, I'm recommending a river cruise that has found a loophole in Japan's strict gambling laws and allows gambling on board. Now, this loophole is a bit weird. It involves customers buying metal ball bearings, putting them into a machine where they fall at random through some brass pins, and then fall into a slot at the bottom, racking up points and more balls. And these balls can then be exchanged for tokens, which can then be exchanged for prizes, which in turn can be exchanged on land for cash. Sounds ridiculous. Let's see if this catches on. Also, we've got a bit of housekeeping. Uh, you guys know the official JBRC guide to autumn river cruises that are available for download from our website? Well, this week we are releasing the revised edition, which has been updated to include a few new river cruises, and because autumn now only lasts three and a half hours. Thanks, climate change. But first, Soap Talk. <laughs> By the way, uh, Bobby, you might not believe this, but Matt's never heard of you. Um, I know that's really hard to believe. So for, wait, for the benefit wait. of Matt and any other listeners, what? what? Yeah, my yeah, my apologies. What? We don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of whatever it is you do up there at the at the uh, the Bayanghongor Yacht Club. I apologize. I think the best person at explaining what I do is probably Ollie. So Bobby uh, leverages his conventional good looks to tell Japanese people what to do. That's what I used to do uh, on YouTube. Oh. Now, now oh, I yeah, that's how he got into his industry. Now, now I leverage my conventional good looks by doing what Japanese TV producers tell me what to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's a very, that's a very good way of putting it. It's uh, been so a, it's, is, it's been a step down. Uh, Bobby is what I aspired to do. So that's how low my aspirations were. What <laughs> held you back? What held me back? Uh, that I wasn't conventionally good looking. Oh. No argument. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for somebody to contradict him, but it's not going to yeah, well, happen. Did I, not ever, did I not ever tell you that story? Um, I know it's your soap talk this week, Bobby, but here I go. Do it. Uh, back, when I was, back when I was at university, a, um, a casting agent from the TV show Take Me Out. Matt, have you heard of Take Me Out? No. While I'm telling my story, Bobby, are you slurping? No, Holy I was shit. having a drink. Sounds like a slurp to me. I would have, I would have, I would have accepted a, re a respectful sip, but a, an arrogant slurp, not on my, not on my time. <laughs> so uh, tell, tell yeah, you, take me out story. So I was, I was having a drink uh, alone, and that's fine. And this uh, very attractive woman came up to me and asked what I was doing, and uh, I realized something was up. And she explained that she was a casting director for this TV show called Take Me Out, and basically it's where like a about a dozen women compete to go on a date with one guy, right? And it's normally a very uh, conventionally attractive guy. And uh, I said, 
uh, that sounds great, but why are you talking to me? She said, well, I'd love for you to audition to be on the show. And I went, hmm, okay, very flat. And she went, the thing is, and I was like, oh, here we go. The thing is, we tend to get so many conventionally attractive applicants, sometimes women are looking for something a bit different. No offense. In, <laughs> and you're a bit different, is what they're saying? Um, <laughs> is that, that what we're supposed to... Uh... Assume as being alluded there. I think the the best reading is I'm a bit different. Yeah, a bit different. Yeah. I think the funniest part is that she she brought the whole thing up, assuming that Ali was already aware of the fact that he was a bit different. You weren't aware. Um, at the time, no. Oh, 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 man, you should. Oh, you should have seen me back in my early twenties. Oh, oh, the stories I could tell. Ah. How old were you when you came to Japan? I was twenty three when I came to Japan. 22 possibly ali came to japan when he was 22 and within like two weeks gained gained like what 15 pounds and a girlfriend so the joke's on her (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah i i got offered uh i got asked to self-tape an audition for a tv show um super progressive tv show for japan about how men should help with the housework and since I, I cook, they knew uh, that I might be good for this this cooking segment. And they the premise is that they're looking for the second generation Hiranorami san. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for the second generation TV chef um, in the same vein as this woman who's very high energy, very bubbly and very kind of like all over the place, uh, which I am opposite of Matt Davis's persona. No, that sounds a lot like me. Go on. It sounds exactly like Matt Davis, the Matt Davis that I know from, from the Bayern Congor river yacht club. Um, but anyway, uh, so they asked me to try to do my best and be high tension, uh, which, which means high energy in filming this segment that I would, do at home and then send in. And so I set up my smartphone and started filming myself cooking Sicilian rice, which is, um, despite what it sounds like, Matt, is a local, regional Japanese dish. Uh, And so in trying to be bubbly and over the top, as I'm like chopping onions and talking and this and that, uh, when I was like mincing the scallions, I managed to take the tip of my left index finger off which is a very uh, <laughs> wacky thing to do, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's, you could keep that up yeah. for a total of 10 episodes, but it's a, it's a, it's a, great, it's, it's yeah. a great character trait. So you're not allowed to edit. This is a no-cut thing, and it, like you have to just send in a well, full... Well, you should have taken that seriously, Bobby, the whole no-cutting <laughs> rule. Well, technically, it's it's the editing term is one cut, right? And I did, and it was one cut, just, just one on the fingers. But um, but it was beautiful. I I cut off the I did like on a plane I shaved off half of the fingernail and the tip of uh, my finger and it bled profusely and I managed to not only hide the fact that I had done it but then also hide the fact that it was bleeding profusely for the entire second half of this recipe would you consider this a change to the recipe yeah I don't recommend that you follow that step (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't really add anything you could have called this like a hybrid cuisine between whatever Japanese thing this is and haggis, which is mainly blood. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I consider it. I think it's. A, I think all those are blood based. Right, right. Blood sausage, it's kind of, haggis, blood pudding. 
Um, blood soup. Blood soup. Um, blood. Blood. Just blood. That's also an option. Well, I was uh, thinking I could sell it as like Japanese, Japanese American fusion. It's like a blood candy, I think. There's actually a blood frappuccino. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. That was in Cambodia. It's a long story, but uh, it's really, a, you can do a lot with blood. Right. Well, Bobby made the mistake then by hiding the fact that he could have incorporated blood into this recipe. Well, I thought that I thought that's where he was going with this, that he was going to be how this is how he, uh, uh, you know, made the recipe his, right? Yeah, well, it's, right. it's... This is his addition to a traditional Japanese... Yeah, it's very... Like, lead in it, you know? Japanese-American fusion, where it's half Japanese and half blood transfusion. Um hey. Sorry to interrupt again, but if I'm not sorry to yeah. interrupt, talking about putting bodily fluids in food, while we're in Malaysia, you're aware of nasi kankan, right? Sure. Are you aware of it? Sure. So do you I, want to explain what it I'm, is? I don't have a I'm clue. not. <laughs> right. Apparently, now look, this might just be the local comics having me on, right? But I've been told there is a rice dish here called nasi kankan, mm -hmm. where a woman, and it does have to be a woman, deposits her menstrual cycle depositories on rice while it's cooking. And the idea is that a man eats that and it's nicer. <laughs> so I like yeah, that I you call them, no, I like that no. you call them depositories because I think a depository, that's not what that means. Like a, like a book depository is where Lee Harvey Oswald hid to shoot JFK. Like a depository is like yeah, that's a not the use of a book depository. It's, the, it's <laughs> the books. It's not like people are like, we need to put a depository here so we can shoot a guy in the head. That's not what's happening. My point uh, was just that menstrual depository is. I don't think. I think the menstrual depository might be the vagina. Okay. Well, look. Whatever it is, <laughs> whatever comes out goes into the rice. And that's and that's the recipe. And it's supposed to be good for it's supposed to be good to eat. And it's supposed to be a way for a woman to show that they love you. So anyway, let, going back to Bobby's story, and I've seen this video, Matt. Bobby does a very good job of not of making it clear that well, of, of hiding the fact that his finger got chopped off. Because Bobby sent me this clip and said, Can you tell the moment when I chop my finger off? And I can't. And I've yeah. done this before. I was chopping onions. Uh, a couple of years ago while in Japan, I got a text from a girl that I fancied, uh, looked over at the text, chopped my finger off, and at that moment was about to cancel the date which I thought we were going to be going on. Joke's on her, she messaged me to cancel anyway. <laughs> but I... Uh, sure, yeah, no, yeah, I see where that's good. I had, to, I had to run to, like, to the local clinic and... I know exactly how painful it is as well. It's awful. It's excruciating pain. I've never, I've never cut like, I've never, I've never cut the tip of my finger off in cooking or something. I mean, I have removed fingernails, but usually for information purposes, you right. know, from mm -hmm. someone else. And I, I can, I can agree. It's very, very effective. And I wouldn't necessarily include that in a recipe. So maybe I'm missing out on what you guys yeah. are talking about. But uh, I can confirm. I can confirm. It is. It is painful. It seems painful. Yeah, if I could just backtrack. Banking details. I feel like I'm dealing with two Ollies. Usually, like, it's just one person who continuously interrupts when I'm just setting up a joke. But <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got all right. two now. So I, let's I go ahead and get to the mail real quick. Oh, okay. But all right, before we do the mail, are we going to leave an actual marker? The, the conclusion of this story happens next week. Are we still waiting for news, though? Is there, like, is there a chance by next week you will have got the part or something? 
No. So what happened is they uh, they didn't find somebody. I think they said they got 50 submissions and there weren't enough people to, that like fit the character, including me. I wasn't high energy enough, partially because I'd probably lost a lot of blood. But um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they said not enough people fit that mold. So what they did was they asked everybody to submit a different round of auditions and this time they've changed the theme now it's not just you have to be like the second version of this specific tv chef they said they're looking for uh anybody who has a character, which means like a very individualized personality so their examples of individualized personality was like maybe somebody who's super into bodybuilding and you could do recipes that relate to bodybuilding and then underneath it said, sono hoka kiara, which means other personality types. And the other personality types that they listed were someone who loves tanning salons. Uh, uh, <laughs> someone who so, loves so far, so far yeah. you've named two and I know both of those people. Continue. Oh, so <laughs> someone who loves tanning salons, uh, transgender or foreigner. <laughs> 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 we, we missed we missed whatever you said after transgender because Ollie <laughs> fell off his chair. Foreigner, foreigner, oh, foreigner. foreigner. Oh All right. Okay, so, like, so body can, bodybuilding, tanning, I can, transgender, transgender or foreigner. foreigner. I like, I these can, are all these I are personality do, types. I can sure. do maybe some of those. <laughs> Goodness me! Uh, and did are you, you allowed to are you allowed to present your own? Or do you have to be one of those cat those those four categories? So those were examples. Luckily, I am at least one of those already. Um, but I now have to <laughs> bodybuilder. Do you tan? I don't know what you're getting at. So I count as a foreigner because I'm in I'm in Japan. Oh. This is for Japan. I thought you were Japanese, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that. I get that all the time. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, and get to the mail. We actually, this is unprecedented. We have three messages this week. Uh, How do we have more messages than listeners? It makes no sense. So this is interesting, but uh, first one is from one of the Bryans, uh, and he says, I just wanted to remind all the Bryans trying to get to the website of Rugby Rugby, oh, we love rugby podcast, that you won't find it if you don't spell it in British English. And what he's done here is he's spelled rugby each of the three times it occurs three different ways, which I think is great because it is just like a Brian to send in a mail message to a podcast that you could only get as a visual gag. Great. Thanks a lot for the, for the help, Brian. Um, Matt, uh, I would like to do a card trick now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, message number two is from another Brian. Uh, and also, again, uh, one of the Brian Bryans. Uh, he says, uh, "Sorry, Bobby, what's a Brian Brian?" Yeah, what is that? So our fans are called Brians, uh, and a Brian Brian is a Brian who is a Brian. <laughs> are you trying to say that a Brian Brian is a Brian is actually a Brian? I think Bobby's had to confront the reality of what the hell we've been doing for the first time. Now we just explain it to a normal it's, man. <laughs> it's so hard. I get that. No, I understand. <laughs> Basically, but it makes sense because you can't if you're going to call your fans Brian's. And so, then someone's yeah, we haven't called Brian. them. We haven't called them that. They've called themselves that by all being called Brian, all all having the characteristics of Brian. Right. So, uh, and then, so, 
But if someone's name is actually Brian, then he's a Brian Brian. It seems. Brian Brian. I mean, that makes sense to me. What, what if we were to put all, all the Brian's in um, a big vat of of um, salty liquid? Then they'd be <laughs> Brian and Brian. Right? Step away. Step away. Continue. I'm sorry. We have pushed the mic, him aside. Give the mic to Matt. Okay. I've pushed uh, him aside. I don't know what he's cool. doing. So the first message was from uh, the name on the message was from the original Brian. The second one is from the Brian in Fukuoka. And he says, best episode yet. I especially love the part from about the 15 second mark until about the one minute and 20 second mark. It's the most succinct, intelligent and articulate moment of the podcast. And that is a reference to the fact that the one that we put up last week was missing everything. It was dead silence between that those times, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one, this message, I love the fact that like it's continuing this theme that the messages and the podcast themselves are really only functioning as a conversation between two dudes named Brian and me and you. <laughs> it's just us four. <laughs> this is so much hassle. The, the, amount, the amount of infrastructure required to just do what really is otherwise done at a Morris pub or in Tokyo in a hub. <laughs> okay, so... Third you know what, message. You know, what, you know what's going to freak you out, though? What's you know that? what my middle name is? I God, it's Is it Brian? No, not it's even Brian. close to that. Good. <laughs> Good. Should we ask what it is? No. No. That was it. That was just it, yeah. To, okay. Just wanted to disrupt whatever you're trying to do. Sorry. Cool. Third message. Uh, the message name from the little place where you input your name on the message is... So we've had the original Brian, the yeah. Brian, and this one is just Brian. So let's read. Before the message we move on, uh, apology, apologies to the, to the to the second Brian. Uh, a mistake was made, and imagine what I'm doing now is I'm wearing a suit and I'm at a, a press conference with a table with a load of microphones. How I'm deep humbling. are you bowing? How deep? Big the, time. Deep is the I'm. Bow? I, I, it, it's like I've removed a rib. Okay, what, that's what it. The boys? That's a good bow. Uh, there was a bit of audio missing in the uh, last podcast, and regrettably, now people do listen to this podcast. Uh, they want that. <laughs> well, they want. Well, yeah. I uh, wouldn't that be good a if meditative we could just, space? If we could, <laughs> right? Should we do that next week? Should we have the meditative space where well, Brian? Here's, where, here's, here's what I think because the third message from messenger name Brian uh, says not actually called Brian. I'm Tristan. Been in Kobe for the best part of 25 years. I really enjoy hearing your perspective every week. There is a gap in the latest episode when listening on iTunes, but not here on your website. So I was glad to finally get to your website and send my feedback. So I honestly think that the most engagement we have had so far has been because <laughs> we've had silence on the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, in that case, rather than do, should we just do 10 minutes of quiet contemplation, working out where it all went wrong? Yes, but to keep consistent, let's cue up the news and do the music and then silence. Bobby, we actually have two news stories this week, and we have 10 minutes to get through them both. You're ruining this for the Bryants. <laughs> Thankfully, we've... 
<laughs> I mean, Brian, at this point, do feel free to mute the podcast and just come back in 10 minutes. And we'll ask you how your, med- how your meditation went. Uh, but for now, um, this story is, where's the Wagyu? Return gifts full of fat draw donor complaints. So this is um, a story from Kagoshima and Miyazaki, uh, where basically, Bobby, do you know the Furusato Noze tax yeah, system? Yeah. Yeah, right. it's a tax deduction system. Basically, Matt, the way that it works is, as a way of uh, promoting regional investment in Japan, you could donate a portion of your income tax to your furusato, to your hometown, uh, just as a way of kind of supporting them. But there was a it bit doesn't of a loophole. have to be your hometown. It can be any well, hometown. Well, precisely, right? So the loophole was that you could just pick anywhere and say, yeah, that's my hometown, right? Because there's no way of proving it, right? And so... That all these local um, municipalities realize that they can incentivize people to donate their tax by giving them gifts, right? And like some of them got crazy, right? Like I know one guy that got two iPads as a result of donating some uh, some of his tax to a, a place he'd never been to before. Uh, yeah. So, so the whole system's a bit ridiculous. Is that yeah, where the it, mascot came from? Oh, uh, no, no, no. They're involved in this, but they've been around for a very, very long time. Okay. The I'm ones, just glad that they're involved. They're the ones doing all the accounting, <laughs> I think. Yeah, so originally, so the the idea is that all of these regional areas in Japan have uh, dwindling populations, and so they're not collecting uh, enough tax money. So people who live in major cities who are paying all the tax money to specifically major municipalities can choose to give a donation to these local areas to help out the local areas. And they allow you to decide like what you want it to go to. So you can say it can go to local schools. Uh, it can go to uh, the local river cruise. It can go to, you know, whatever that place has. Can, but can, um, you, can, Are you choosing those things or can you just say what you want your tax money to go to? <laughs> just with a cover there's, letter. There's a handful of categories that you can select from. Uh, there That's might be a... There might be a sonohoka, you like other optional categories, and you could pick for people who like to tan a lot. Uh, I would like to support the transgender, (laughs) the foreign transgender tanned community in Oita. Yeah, we want to buy them gym memberships for their bodybuilding. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, So you could do that and... Like Ali said, to incentivize, they would send you some gift that was supposed to be like a locally sourced or locally grown regional specialty. Uh, But they started competing with each other to see who could get more donations. And so they started giving really extravagant gifts that had nothing to do with that local area. Uh, It became a huge scandal. Uh, But this seems like it's going to be an even bigger scandal because we know how seriously everybody takes their Wagyu. So uh, basically, they they gave beef to people who gave more than a hundred dollars, and um, a guy. There's pictures of this on the website. A guy received just beef fat. It was like eighty percent of this is is fat. What they did was they folded it over. These like they give out super thin slices of beef, which are common. That's not the scam here. The scam here is that they folded it over so that the very edges of the cuts looked like they were nicely marbled meat but then when you unfolded them the inside is just a solid white block of fat i do find it really funny though that like obviously obviously he should be used to this if you buy a sandwich in 7-eleven in japan right you get like an amazing gorgeous amount of filling on one side then the other side is just empty bread (laughs) let's have a look at the next story uh japanese women categorize male friends by level of intimacy from hugging to bathing well who doesn't uh well um (laughs) 
But basically, so Japan has is really good at coming up with like words for a certain type of person, for a certain category of person. So, for example, on Valentine's Day, if you're giving chocolates to someone who you um, who you don't really fancy, but you feel an obligation to give them chocolates, then there's there's a word for that kind of chocolate giving, for example, right? Yeah. So they love that kind of thing. Um, and so um, the, the these are five terms which I was not familiar with. And, and, uh, and they love to... they love mixing Japanese in with English when they do this. So like it's not yes. uncommon for half of the word to be. Although these it seems like most of them are English. So the the original. Yeah. So when you specify a friend, a friend, the word in Japanese is tomodachi, but they will say furendo. So the original term here, I think that they're getting all of these from is sefure, which stands for sex friend. So it's a it's a friend with benefits, basically. What are those benefits, Bobby? Uh, I assume they're mostly tax write-offs. Good. And <laughs> you see, you can. Hey, you, either way, meat's involved. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of fat in my case. Oh. So you've got uh, there are five terms which I hadn't come across. The first is hafure, hafure, which um, could refer to a mixed race it's person. a mixed race friend right yeah, yeah. oh we both got there that's a shame um, um so this is this is term is for, for people who you can hug but that's it a, a hug friend hug friend no it's but it's, it's saying it's not that that's just that's it it's also pointing out that that's a, it's still a more intimate thing right because they don't hug family and friends typically which yeah, yeah. i'm going to say they're correct on before we before we go through these, can I just say that I feel like this one is also like a kind of mostly beef fat situation? Because this is an article based on a TV show that presented these, but I guarantee you that nobody really says these. These have got to be kind of like a clickbait kind of thing where it's not it's not a real thing, is it? Yeah, but our listenership, the two Brian's, I'd absolutely dig this kind of shit. All right, so so. Hug friend, hafre. What but, do we? What else? Is is sefre is a thing that's used? Oh yeah, sefre is absolutely used. Or so how come I've I never heard, heard it in my four years in Japan? So I've heard. All right. So what's next, Ali? What's after? What's after hug it's, friend? The next one is um, sof sofure. Okay, this is a mixed Japanese yeah. one and English. Sofure, soine friendo, soine. The spoon friend. It's a friend you can spoon and sleep with while spooning without engaging in sexual activity. Decides who? Well, both both parties, I presume. That's the way it works these days. Um, <laughs> these oh, days. God. These <laughs> days. Wow. Uh, then this one, this next one, I don't know. This is a sampure, a sandbag friend. Oh, because it's the Japanese word for punching bag. Yeah, so this is a friend reserved for people you can use as a punch bag, mentally, not physically. Great for women who want someone to listen as they unload all of their stresses onto them. Um, many say this is the worst category for men to be in, as they do all the giving and get nothing in return. Okay, which incel wrote this blog post? <laughs> um, that might be the worst hot take I've ever read. Uh, so, And the other one here, which I think proves my point, is uh, Ofure. Ofure, which stands for Ofuro friend, which is a friend you can take baths with, by which they mean you can be intimate with them in a in a bath. Damn um, right. Which one's that? Ofure. 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 Ofuro means bath and ofurendo, I guess. But uh, but then they had people like tweet about this and ask, 
do you know what an day is? So like someone tweeted day and the options in their twi- Twitter poll was, I have one, I don't have one, I don't know what the hell that is. And 75% people of people voted for, I don't know what the hell that is, out of like 4,000 some votes. So I'm pretty sure that this is something that the average person has no idea what it is. I'm interested to get Matt's take on this because these kind of articles, they're not really written for people in Japan, are they? They're written for people who are, don't live in Japan to perpetuate uh, oh, uh, the Japanese weirds, the whole, uh, they're sexually oppressed and they have weird approaches to dating. Yeah, yeah, I, I, noticed, like this, Matt. I noticed Matt asked about the Yuduketa as well, the mascots, because that is something that in the last couple of years has gotten a lot of attention in, in the media overseas. Like all these like wacky Japan stories. If I see a story like this, I know it's it's half in pop culture bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting that to be walking down the street. And look at me wrong, I want it to be. Right. right, I want it to be that weird, but I but I, I know it's not going to be. When you did gigs in Japan, what was the weirdest thing that happened? I mean, honestly, the weirdest thing that happened was uh, standing on a street and not seeing any garbage, and not seeing any trash cans, and not seeing anyone smoking outside, even though you can smoke inside everywhere. And then trying to figure out whether or not I was allowed to smoke a cigarette standing somewhere. And there's no trash cans, there's no ashtrays, there's no garbage. Can I just make a quick note about the there not being any garbage anywhere? Uh, that is because Japan is hosting the Rugby World Cup, and uh, uh, we had just lost a match. And as you know, cleaning up all the garbage is what we do after we lose sports events. <laughs> also, uh, we covered this story in quite a lot of detail on rugby, rugby, rugby. Oh, we love rugby, uh, our sister podcast. So we'll we'll, oh. we'll park that there for now. Yeah, um, we had to throw in an extra rugby uh, because because of all the demand. Uh, our old hosting site went down. So, do you, did you not have any like, oh, this could only have happened in Japan? Like experiences? No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that they're that those things are real. Right. Like, I don't believe, oh, this could only happen. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Okay. They do really kind of uh, aim these things at, at foreigners to try to get them to think that Japan is this crazy place. But if you actually look at, even when they have these news stories in Japan, the Japanese reaction to it, somebody on Twitter has tweeted that graphic about one in five women have an ofure. And their response to it was, what the hell is the difference between a friend that you can have sex with in a bath and just a plain old sex friend? And what they actually wrote here is Fuzakeru no shiro, which means it's about time to stop fucking around with all this shit. Fuck fucking around with, with all what stuff? Not fucking oh. in the bath? <laughs> no, like like making up these crazy terms. So the Japanese reaction of an average Japanese person to this news is also like, okay, you guys are just being dumb. The Japanese text here says is Fuzakeru no moi kage nishiro, which means it's about time to quit screwing around you guys. So we could apply that to ourselves and just call it a night. I'm not fucking you in a bathtub. <laughs>